Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on this Thursday, August 10th, 2023. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Duke football. We are 25 days away from kickoff, and I want to go through all 12 games on the Duke schedule. Let's talk about them. What is the hardest game for the Blue Devils? What is the easiest? 1 to 12, we're ranking them on today's show with my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Also be sure to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Your support means the absolute world to us here at Locked On Blue Devils. Leave us a five-star rating podcast written review, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those great platforms. Again, your support means everything. So without further ado, let's bring on my good pal, Josh Cox from the aforementioned Section 17 podcast. Josh, it's good to see you, man. Now I'm in uh, looking for that means football season's getting close, right? Like 25 days, man, 25 yeah. days away. It really is going to sneak up and be here before we know it. Yeah, definitely, man. It's going to be going to be good. Good time to be a Duke football fan for sure. So let's get into it today. What I want to do today is we take a look at the schedule. We've got 12 games and we're going to present the folks the locked on uh, the Josh Cox edition of the uh, the easiest schedule or the easiest games on the schedule all the way to the hardest. So we're going to go in reverse order. What's easy for the Blue Devils? What is the most difficult? And if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to have the benefit of seeing the schedule constantly uh, scrolling with us across the bottom of the screen there. Uh, But uh, you'll tell us, Josh, easiest to most difficult uh, with thoughts from me as we go through. So uh, I'll let you take it away from here. Number 12, what's the easiest game this season for Duke? Yeah, um, so I believe it, it it to be the only game on the schedule that is a, if you want to chalk it up as a win preseason, I believe there's only one game that we see on the schedule that is a for sure definite win, and that is week two uh, Lafayette uh, home game. Now, I will say that, I know we'll make it maybe some comments, a couple comments after each one of these. I will say uh, – I say it's a guaranteed win. It does come five days on the heel of the Clemson home game, uh, opening night, Labor Day. And so that's a very quick turnaround. Uh, it doesn't matter if Duke plays terribly in that Clemson game. It doesn't matter if it's a close game and Duke loses or if Duke somehow pulls off that upset. At the end of the day, that team has got to turn around. The coaching staff has got to turn around and get this team ready to play in just five days. And so that is going to be a challenge. I would maybe expect uh, potentially for there to maybe be some first quarter struggles and whatnot in this, in this Lafayette game. But at the end of the day, Duke is going to be heavily favored barring just a catastrophe. uh, This should be a pretty significant, easy win for Duke. No doubt about it. It's got to be the easiest game on the schedule. A lot of people probably weren't even realizing that uh, Lafayette college had a football program and yet they do. And, and so uh, with that being said, with it being the second game of the year, I look at this schedule, Josh, and I look at this as like the first opportunity to maybe see some freshmen or guys 
uh, further down the depth charts that get the opportunity to get out and, and get significant snaps because Duke should have this game well within hand. Yeah, but it would be nice. And like I said, I don't see another game on the schedule that we know is going to be like this. And so, you know, this might be a game where you see several uh, or a few Henry Bielen, uh, you know, snaps at quarterback. Uh, you may see some of the freshmen, you know, the freshmen have up to four games that they can participate in without burning the red shirt. And so you could see that as well. And so I think there's just some things for Duke fans to keep their eyes open for in this game for sure. That's the number 12 game that we're talking about. So the easiest on the schedule. What about number 11? Uh, number 11, I've got uh, I've got at UConn. And um, I, I'm, I was toying back and forth between this game and then the number 10 game. But I believe at UConn will be the second easiest. And, and this is not to take anything or discredit anything that UConn has done. In fact, UConn had an incredible season last year. Went to a bowl game. In fact, I believe nine out of the 12 opponents on this year's schedule went to bowl games last year. Jim Mora is doing a great job up there. Uh, you know, uh, Jim Mora of the old playoffs uh, <laughs> fame, um, doing a great job up there at UConn. Um, you know, being on the road is always a challenge. This will be uh, Duke's first road game of the season. And so there's the logistical issues there. Uh, there's just getting used to the travel uh, that's there, but you know, for a lot of teams, it actually helps them focus a little bit more. Um, and so I, I feel like, uh, while UConn had a good season, I feel like Duke had a better season. I feel like Duke is better period 17 returning starters. You, we've all heard the drill. And so I believe that Duke goes, uh, basketball school, uh, up to basketball school and gets the win. Yeah, only two meetings all time between these two teams, and they signed a home and home deal for this year and next season. So in 2024, UConn makes the return trip to uh, Durham. However, the Huskies have won both meetings so far in the history. They won in 2004, and then they also won in Durham in 2007. But as you noted, UConn has been a pretty bad program uh, in college football the last few seasons outside of 2022 when they go 6 and 6, go to the Myrtle Beach Bowl, ultimately lose, so finish with a 6-7 and seven record, but nonetheless, things look uh, a bit more optimistic and bright for that UConn program. First road game for Duke, as you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, let's slot this in at number 11. What about number 10? All right, number 10, we're going to stay out of conference. And um, based upon what's gone down over the last six to eight weeks in Evanston, Illinois, we're going with Northwestern. I believe uh, this Northwestern game will be the third easiest game on the schedule. Now, uh, Certainly, I could definitely be wrong on this. These uh, kids who, uh, who lost their head coach and all the all the turmoil going on in that entire athletic department uh, there at Northwestern, it could bring these guys together. They could play above their heads. Um, but my personal opinion is they may do that the first week, and it might bleed into week two. But I believe by week three, which is what we're talking about here, that we've that you're going to see. Uh, kind of the reality set in they lost several players to the transfer portal as soon as they uh, learned of the firing of coach Fitzgerald and so at the end of the day I believe uh, a struggling Northwestern program is our third easiest game of the season it's a home game uh, for Duke this year and I see us getting that that win yeah the three easiest games on the schedule for Duke are within the first four weeks 
of the season. So it is a grind to play college football. And of course, that first game of the season is against Clemson at home. We will see where that game ultimately falls in our rankings a little bit later. One more before our first time out here on the show today. So working backwards, 12 to 1. That was number 10. So number 9 is what? Number nine, we're getting into ACC play, our first ACC opponent. Uh, what I believe is the easiest ACC opponent. It doesn't happen until the end of the season, the second to the last week of the season, and that is when Duke goes to Charlottesville um, and plays the Virginia Cavaliers. Now, uh, this is obviously uh, being based largely upon the lack of success that Virginia had this past season under first-year head coach Tony Elliott. Uh, certainly, uh, Coach Elliott could have could turn that program around, and by the time we're speaking of this game in November, it could be completely different. But f- from where we're sitting right now, from what we're looking at, uh, that ship is going to take a little bit longer to turn around than he probably wants it to turn around. New quarterback uh, this season as well, and um, and so I I just feel like they're going to struggle. Uh, I don't feel like they have those vaunted. Bronco Mendenhall type UVA uh, talent and teams. And so at the end of the day, I believe this to be the easiest uh, ACC opponent. In fact, uh, we, we were able to vote with the ACC media this year. And I believe we voted UVA to bring up the, the seller there of, of the ACC this year. Yeah. They're at the rear. I think a lot of people are in agreement with what to expect out of Virginia going into the season. All right, let's talk about uh, the next four games, kind of the middle section as we're ranking games based on difficulty for Duke football in 2023. And we'll continue that conversation after our first break here today. Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book, 25 days away from kickoff in college football, which means what? It means that the NFL is almost here as well. Tonight, we've got preseason games. Tomorrow, we've got a lot of preseason football games. Our Carolina Panthers taking on Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Bryce Young starting a new era of Carolina Panther football. And you can get the best football props on FanDuel all season long. You get to bet on a Super Bowl winner right now today at FanDuel, and you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. It's that great of a deal that FanDuel has right now for the football. So pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Go ahead and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start owning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. We move forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Uh, I ask you, sir, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. One bet on a Super Bowl team right now here today, Josh, uh, on August 10th. What do you think? Uh, one bet. I am going to go – I'm going to go probably against the grain here, and I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. I, I, will, I will take – it's Josh Allen's turn. Okay. It's yeah. Josh Allen's turn. If I'm getting one pick, I'm going to, you know, go for the repeat. I, I like Kansas City. You know? I, I mean, that's that, obviously. You know, it's an easy pick, but uh, I think that's where I'm settled. So, yeah. NFC much more wide open. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you at all on that, on that <laughs> Kansas City pick. 
Okay, so let's get back to football here for Duke. Talking about the schedule, we're going in reverse order. So uh, we've done 12, 11, 10, and 9. That means number 8, ranking the Duke football games. What is the eighth game on the schedule? All right, so these next next four uh, games, there's going to be some similarities and some uh, some opponents that Duke would be uh, maybe familiar with. Starting with number 8, I have Wake Forest uh, coming in at number 8. Now – Certainly, Dave Clawson has had some incredible seasons there um, in Winston-Salem. They did lose Sam Hartman last year. Uh, We just found out this past week, it looks like Donovan Green, standout all-ACC wide receiver, is going to miss some time. I don't know how much time he's going to miss. But I do believe losing a guy like Sam Hartman um, is going to be difficult. Um, I have this as our eighth – most difficult game. Mitch Griffiths is their new quarterback. Um, we don't know what, what Wake Forest is going to get out of him. And so um, just for those reasons, losing a, a quarterback like Hartman, losing receivers and, and those types of things, I've got them as number eight. And I believe uh, Duke to be, you know, will be favored uh, to win and, and beat Wake Forest for a second time in a row, which would be great, especially with the Mike Elko, Dave Clawson relationships and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that's bragging rights in any friendship. So anytime you can kind of claim those is something that I think all the coaches um, would absolutely love. So with that being said, let's keep moving forward. That was number eight. That was Wake Forest. Number seven uh, is the Louisville game. Why do you have the Cardinals slotted here, Josh? Yeah, we have uh, at Louisville, first of all, um, it is a road game. Um, and anytime you go on the road in the ACC, uh, there's going to be some difficulty there uh, for sure. Um, a couple of other reasons why we have, uh, why I have this listed as a, a little bit more difficult game. Uh, Duke is coming off the road game at Florida State the previous week, which only the Lord knows what that could uh, turn up. Um, and then you also have Louisville has the bye week the previous week, the week before Great Duke comes to town. Louisville does have that extra week to prepare. And we know this, Duke benefits from that bye week every single season. Uh, some of the guys maybe that are nicked up a little bit get to heal up during that week off. Uh, players get a little bit of a mental, uh, emotional and mental breather. Uh, coaches get out of town and do some recruiting typically during that bye week. And so, uh, you know, there's just the, the teams seem to come back after a bye week and be a little more rejuvenated. Maybe they added some wrinkles in their offense, you know, that they haven't added yet this season because they had a little bit of extra time. Uh, so I, I just believe that all uh, points to. Uh, this Louisville matchup being a little bit of a dangerous one for Duke, and I have it at number seven. Okay, how about number six? The old foe, the old Coastal Division foe, uh, Pat Narduzzi uh, and the Pitt Panthers, as who I have our sixth most difficult game. This is the final game of the season for Duke. It will be a home game this year, um, but it's a home game on Thanksgiving weekend. And I believe if you've been around Wallace Wade stadium and been to games much throughout uh, your lifetime, uh, you know that that Thanksgiving week is a very difficult game to get anyone in the stands. The students are on vacation, uh, you know, things like that. It's very difficult. It is senior day. And so it, it is sentimental in that sense. And so, but I believe, you know, Pat Narduzzi always hard nose on the defense He's always got a good offensive line. They always seem to have a running back that can just pound it down your throat. So I believe it's going to be a difficult game. I toyed with this, and I almost put it in the fifth spot, uh, but I put it at number six, the home game, uh, Pittsburgh, Thanksgiving weekend. 
So who ended up at number five? Oh, it's a great question. It is our newly, uh, it is our newly annual renewed, opponent. Yeah, yeah the, the new <laughs> annual opponent from Raleigh, the NC State Wolfpack, and and once again, I have them here. There is a chance that the Brennan Armstrong experiment does not work. Um, you know, there's a chance that even him being reunited with his, his old offensive coordinator from Virginia doesn't turn into him being successful. Uh, NC State's going to struggle, I believe, in the skill positions, uh, especially at wide receiver. They've lost a lot of a lot of talent at wide receiver. But on the other hand, uh, a lot of people are saying Brennan Armstrong is going to get back into his form from two years ago. If that happens, they're going to be dangerous. We know Dave Doran's a solid coach. We know he recruits and develops his players very well. Um, and so I believe that will be a, a tough game uh, for Duke. It's going to be part of that that home stretch uh, th- that Duke has kind of in the early to middle part of the season. Uh, it's going to be after a bye week for Duke, which I guess does help Duke some um, after the Notre Dame game. Um, but, but at the end of the day, I believe it's going to be a difficult game. That, that Wallace Way Stadium is going to have a lot of red in the stands that game. And so it's one of those new rivalry games that's going to be very interesting to see. The most difficult games on the schedule for Duke are up next. We're down to the last four games left to unveil. Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast is my guest here today on the show. Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. I absolutely love this product. You need to make Bird Dogs a part of your life because they make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better when you're talking about the Bird Dog product. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton, as Bird Dogs was able to fix this issue by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college or promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free white tech hat. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. As we move forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. All right, here we are, the last four games on the schedule. We have already, again, the schedule scrolling across the bottom of the screen if you're watching us here on YouTube. We've already talked about Lafayette, UConn, Northwestern, Virginia, Wake Forest, Louisville, Pittsburgh, NC State. What is the next game, the number four game when we're ranking the difficulty? All right, the number four most difficult game on the Duke football schedule this season, I believe, is the short trip down 15-501 to Chapel Hill as Duke will uh, face uh, its bitter rival, the UNC Tar Heels, uh, with Heisman candidate Drake May, with all the animosity that goes between these schools, the recruiting battles, the smack talk among the fans, uh, however you want to look at it. Um, It's an away game. It's at it's in Chapel Hill. It's going to be difficult. This is a November game uh, where you know by this time of the season there's maybe been some injuries on either side of the football, and so we're in the, the depth chart a little bit. Um, I believe this could be very difficult uh, for for Duke. Now, obviously, 
Um, last season, if you look at last season's game, it goes down to the wire. Uh, there was a couple of uh, just bang bang plays in the fourth quarter um, where where Duke just didn't the ball didn't bounce Duke's way and they would have won that game. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, Drake May is going to have this offense rolling again. Uh, going to have some new weapons maybe uh, that that uh, will will provide some uh, you know some balance there at wide receiver. Last year they're a little top heavy with Josh Downs and who's I think is going to be an incredible pro. Um, but they're going to, you know, they're going to run the ball, do their best to run the ball well, and then Drake May is going to be able to throw the ball all over the field. JJ, I believe you were muted through all of that. That's tough. <laughs> Let me try that again. Thanks for the uh, heads up there. What about number three, Josh? We've got Notre Dame. September 30th is that game. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, home game. This this is the uh, fifth game in September, technically. It's the last day of September. Um, and out of those five games, uh, four of those games are home games. Um, and, and so this, this would include, um, Notre Dame. And so we know this Wallace Wade stadium is going to be packed out. Um, we know that it's going to be one of those, uh, one of those games Duke's had, Duke has had some success against Notre Dame. If you think back just a few years ago, I think Duke went four and eight, uh, during one of coach Cutcliffe's. Uh, seasons and one of those four wins was at Notre Dame, and so Duke's had some success with Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame does bring in Sam Hartman. We aforementioned him uh, when we spoke of Wake Forest, and uh, so Sam Hartman is now transferred, will be the starting quarterback um, there for Notre Dame. I believe it's going to be a very difficult game for Duke uh, if Notre Dame will let him. Sam Hartman can throw the ball down the field quite a bit. That's something that Notre Dame has not been able to do uh, in the last couple of years. Marcus Freeman, the second-year head coach, looks like he wants to put in a little bit more of an offense that can get down the field. And so Sam Hartman can help them do that. And so I believe that's going to be it's going to make it very difficult. And then, you know, Notre Dame is always very physical on the lines. they got a great offensive line. They usually have a great tight end. Um, and then a great defense. And so that's going to be a very, very difficult game. Once again, you're going to see a lot of fans um, in the stands that are Notre Dame fans. And so it's going to be uh, one of those fun home environments. Uh, but I believe it's the third most difficult game on Duke's schedule. I'm excited to see a game like this on the schedule for the Blue Devils and an opponent uh, at that quarterback position. It's hard to single out just one player uh, when you talk about opponents, but knowing that you've got history with Sam Hartman, and now he's just wearing a different helmet, a different uniform, and he's going to be quarterbacking Notre Dame there. So two games left. People can kind of be uh, marking off these games left on their schedule, and they know that we haven't gotten to Clemson. We haven't gotten to Florida State. Florida State, Clemson or Clemson, Florida State? Who comes in at number two, Josh? Yeah, this is – so I believe, you know, pretty much that uh, three through 12, I mean, there may have been a couple of, you know, flip-flops that people would have done, but I believe – Generally speaking, you know, those games kind of speak for themselves. Um, I, be I believe these top two games um, are both going to be very difficult, but I actually have the home game to open uh, the season, Labor Day night, Monday night, the Clemson home game as the second most difficult game, which would leave the Florida State game as the number one, and I'll get to that one in just a second. But uh, Clemson coming uh, to Durham, number one, we know, 
what Dabo Sweeney has done with that program. Uh, there's no question. You've heard Coach Mike Elko speak about it, his respect for Dabo and what they've done, how they've carried the ACC kind of on that national stage and uh, multiple college football playoff appearances, multiple national championships, uh, multiple NFL players and draft every year. Seems like they just riddle the first and second round of that draft. And so taking nothing away from Clemson, they are the class of the ACC over the last 10 years, taking nothing away from them. But why do I have them at number two instead of number one? And it's really simple. Uh, it's the first game of the season uh, that that plays into this um, fall camp is great, but fall camp is not like having three or four games under your belt. Um, and so uh, coming into the first game of the season, I believe, uh, gives Duke an advantage with 17 returning starters, uh, Riley Leonard coming back, um, all these, all those types of things. Uh, also, Cade Klubnik, uh, while he did start the last game or two of the season for Clemson last year, he's a new starter at the end of the day. It was DJU throughout the entire season, and then they finally went to Klubnik at the end. But he will be a new starter for them this year. And paired with that is the hiring of a new offensive coordinator. And 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 certainly, and his name escapes me right now, but certainly the TCU offense was one of the best offenses in the country. I'm not questioning the hire in, in any way at all. But I do believe first game, new quarterback, new offensive co coordinator, new scheme. If there is a game that Clemson could struggle in this season, it's going to be this first game. And so that's why I have this game as my number two game. Just shooting straight with you, JJ, if this game was week six, it's probably the most difficult game. Right. I've got it at number two because of where it's placed on the schedule and all of those factors that I mentioned. Yeah, the worries that you would have about Duke to start the season are the same for Clemson, again, because it's everybody's first game of the season. So I think that's a great point. So Florida State is number yeah. one. As we've reached the conclusion of the show today here, Josh – Give us a brief rundown of why you've got the Seminoles as the toughest game. Yeah, Florida State. Well, I mean, uh, Mike Norvell has the Seminoles back. I mean, they have um, they have not only recruited well. Uh, you think Jordan Travis, uh, Jordan Travis's and Heisman uh, talk, uh, ACC Player of the Year talk. It's typically either him or Drake May, depending on who you, who you talk to, um, especially as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Um, and so you got a great quarterback. Uh, you got a great running back. Um, just a, a really good run game uh, returning. And then I believe Norvell has really done well in the transfer portal. Uh, they've played that game very well. Uh, he's loaded up on experienced talent. Seems to be, uh, it seems to have completely changed that culture. Uh, we all know as, as ACC football folks what Florida State used to be. And then we saw the kind of downturn over the last you know few years, and I believe uh, Mike Norvell's got that program back to where they need to be. Um, it is an away game. Uh, you're going down to uh, Dote Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee, uh, so that's going to be that's you know it's homecoming uh, for Florida State that weekend. What an awesome environment it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, in fact, myself and and Scott from our podcast are making that trip. Uh, we will be that we will be there in person for that one. Um, but uh, but that's going to be, I believe, the most difficult game for Duke. And, and, you know, you think about it as well. I mean, Duke is into the season a little bit. Um, and I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. But the, the risk at that point, is there a key player on either side of the ball on either team 
that's maybe banged up, you know, are the teams into their depth chart a little bit? And if, if that be the case, obviously that's going to hurt Duke a little bit more than that's going to hurt Florida State at that point. So I've got that as the most difficult game on the Duke schedule at Florida State, October 21st. I can't wait for the football season. Here we are, just 25 days away from the start of the year and uh, really excited for that Florida State game because it is going to be such a big test for Duke football. Josh, really do appreciate you coming by the program as you do so frequently. Football season is here, which means the weekly visits are once again going to pick back up for you and I here on the podcast today. Give me one quick plug for uh, your podcast and, again, how people can uh, leave reviews and help us out. For sure. Uh, Section 17 podcast, Duke Football Talk is who we are. Uh, We begin weekly podcasts uh, starting August the 22nd with our season preview. August 29th is our Clemson preview. And then every week throughout the season, we will recap the previous game, preview the next game, give our thoughts, uh, maybe even sprinkle in some interviews with the opposing teams, uh, play-by-play folks to give you some insight on our opponents. But we do that every week. We also upload uh, different uh, articles and items to DukeFootballTalk.com. But you can find us on all all social media platforms at DukeFBTalk. And just like Locked On, uh, we always love a good rating and review. And so if you get a chance, uh, do that for both both Locked On and for us. That would be greatly appreciated. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. We'll do this again next week, okay? All right, JJ. Have a great one, man. We'll see you. That's my pal Josh Cox again joining us here on the program today. And that's going to do it for another episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Really do appreciate your support uh, and what you do for us each and every day here uh, by being an everyday or by consuming this product and the show uh, every day, part of your schedule. That'll do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and have a good day.